Well, welcome to church, everybody. 9 a.m. experience. Come on, let's put our hands together again. Come on, come on, celebrate, guys. We're blessed. We're alive. It's so good to see you all. What's up, Highlight fam, online fam? You guys doing okay out there? I know you can't respond to me, but I know you, you're doing okay. No, Rhoda, I wasn't talking to you. I, I skipped over you. I was addressing the online family. Hey, anything you need online, we're here for you. We have an amazing team that's going to help you out. We're, we're here to pray for you and encourage you. Anything you need, let us know. Our online team is ready to go. And so we are in week two of our series, Yes, and uh, I'm excited that we are in a season of trust, vision, and generosity, and uh, we're preparing our hearts for, uh, for next Sunday. We're going to be bringing our end-of-the-year offering as we uh, move forward into everything 2021, and so, hey, let, let's, I know you guys are ready to take notes, but loosen your hands. Let's go ahead and welcome any new or first-time guests. Come on, let's celebrate them. We are so glad you're here, and, uh, you know, we have COVID crowds uh, back in the day, you know, especially smaller churches, they would make you stand up and introduce yourself, and Tell them where you're from and all that good stuff, especially, in, you, you know, you know where we from, you know, stand up and introduce yourself, baby, where you're from, you know, but we're not going to have you do that. So walk, walk, welcome to Highlight Church, where you're from, do you like collard greens or sweet potato pie? We'll have you on right after service. <laughs> Wait long enough, I'll get to your culture. And so I want to make an announcement. Uh, we are, we, we're going to be partnering with uh, Family Service um, this, this holiday season with Adopt a Family. We've been doing this for three years now. And uh, over the past three years, we've adopted over 50 families during Christmas and uh, over 200 children. And um, this Christmas, we're going to go ahead and adopt 15 families and over 40 children or so. And so we're excited about that. We always uh, we, we either go to Target or go to the store and we buy some items for, for these kids and we just want to let them know that God loves them and he, he cares about them. And um, whatever can point back to Jesus, you know, if it can point back to Jesus, you just you sign us up as a church. And so uh, that's going to be exciting. Adopt a family. And so if you're interested in going shopping, I think it's either next Sunday or sometime after next Sunday. Let us know. It's always a fun time. And uh, also, if you are a family here and you consider highlight your home. And uh, I know it's been a, a tough year, a year of, it's been struggle, struggle bust for a lot of, lot of people. But if, if you've been struggling this year and you just don't see where you can provide your kids a Christmas and you consider highlight your home, we want you to reach out to the church. Uh, we'll keep your name anonymous. It won't get out. But we want you to email the team at highlight.church. Like we said, we know it's been a tough year, but we want to come alongside you as a church and and, and provide a Christmas for your kids. We, we think they deserve it. They deserve to know that. Come on, put your hand. I... Y'all going to make me jump off the stage today. I, I'm, I'm not feeling you today at all. I'm going I'm to jump. I'm going to jump, boy. Child, you know, you, you know how I feel right now. I just I don't feel it in here right now. The faith is just, uh Come on, man. We're about, come on. We're about to take care of kids in our church. 
I don't know. Y'all here? Come on now. I told the Lord I'd stay back here if they listen, but they ain't listening, Lord. All right, man. Email the team at Highlight. We we wanna we wanna bless bless the kids and we love them. And all right, let's get into the message. Y'all ready? Yeah. All right, all right. So we're gonna go ahead and read. Um, if you have your your Bibles, it's okay. And if not, it's okay. We'll provide the content on the screen. Gonna go ahead and jump in here. We're gonna read it. Then I'll give you context and we'll get into some thoughts. So here it is, Philippians chapter four. We'll start at verse. 15. This is the Apostle Paul talking to the church in Philippi. He says this in verse 15. He says, as you know, you Philippians were the only ones who gave me financial help when I first brought you the the good news and then traveled on from Macedonia. No other church did this. Wow. Paul is making some distinction here. He's saying you were the only, and then he said no other. Unique church here. Verse 16, even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent help more than once. So you're the only church, and not only did you help me once, not only did you help me twice, but you helped me multiple times financially. I don't say this because I want a gift from you. Come on with it, Paul. They be having us twist. Paul know that they be having pastors twisted. He know it. I ain't say this because I want something from you. Like, I serve Jesus. Anything I need, he's going to provide. But but no, no, no. Hold on, hold on. Lean lean into this. He says, rather, I want you to receive a reward for your kindness. At the moment, I have all I need and more. I'm good. He says, I'm I'm actually okay. The the churches I serve is okay, but I'm not going to stop you from giving. I'm not going to. I'm not going to block your blessing, is what he's saying. And he says this, at the moment, I have all I need and more. I am generously supplied with the gifts you sent me with Epaphroditus. You probably couldn't hit that name like I just did. Some of y'all will stop at E. You'll call him Epap. Epaphroditus. All right. E.P. He says this here. My man, they are, I'm trying to get y'all to loosen up, you know. Okay, here it is. They are a sweet-smelling sacrifice that is acceptable and pleasing to God. Next week is going to be a a sweet-smelling sacrifice to the Lord. Verse 19, and this same God who takes care of me will supply your needs from his glorious riches, which has been given to us in Christ Jesus. Now, all glory to God, our Father, forever and ever. Amen. I want to give you some context real quick if you're taking notes. Um, Paul the Apostle, the word apostle means sent one. Uh, One day I'll teach us about the fivefold ministry. You can explain it with five fingers. But the apostle is the finger, the apostle, the, the index finger. The apostle is sent. An apostle is someone who is called personally by Jesus Christ to uproot from a city or a state and to go to another city or state and to start something. And typically, apostles have vision beyond the four walls of a local church. They think in terms of other cities. They think in terms of leadership development. Apostles understand that you need money and people and leadership to advance the kingdom of God. 
And uh, just to kind of take you from here to here with regards to that mindset about finances in the church, you need leaders and you need finances. So Paul is really emphasizing uh, their help, and we're going to dive into the impact of their help in his life and the church in about 10 or 15 minutes here. So Paul was called personally by Jesus Christ to spread the good news to the Gentiles. Gentile people are not Jews. So if you're not Jewish, you are Gentile. So here we are 2,000 years plus later, and about 99.9% of the people in here are um, benefiting from Paul's ministry. I know I am. And so um, he planted this church in Philippi on his second missionary journey. And the church in Philippi was the first church on the European continent. Uh, History records this. And so Paul continues to proceed with his mission of reaching the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And on his way out, the church in Philippi sends him a check by my man Epaphroditus. Then they think about him again, and they send him another check. And they think about him again, they send him another check. And right now, Paul is in prison. He's in chains. He's in shackles. And he may be dying soon. And he writes to thank the church for that financial support and to encourage their faith. And he's essentially saying that out of all the churches that I've planted, and I'll talk about that here in a moment, out of all the millions of people that God has used me to touch, you're the only church that had the wherewithal to think about me. Not that I needed it. I don't need it. Um, I I tell people every year for the offering, whether you give or not, Highlight Church is going to move forward. Um, Because when, you know, when we started, we didn't, we didn't have nothing. So it. The, the church's moving doesn't hinge upon your giving. It, it's just, Paul says, I just want to bring you into this opportunity to be rewarded for your kindness. Come on, let's, we can put our hands together for that. Wake up. I ain't started yelling yet, but you can clap for this little stuff. Because there's six verses like these that you'll just go home and you'll read and you'll say, oh, that was cute. You'll, oh, what's final greetings? Okay, Colossians next. You just missed a whole big whole big deal that can change your life and so anyway um so so he wrote to strengthen their faith and he wrote to tell them you are a yes church you're the only church no other church this means you are a yes church someone say a yes church a yes church and highlight is a yes church we're a yes church and so here it is i want to give us a few points about being a yes church you ready Number one, a yes church, here it is, is different in the best way. (laughs) A yes church is different in the best way. Paul said this, Paul said you were the, if you're taking notes, write this down, you were the only. There's emphasis there. In a world where we aspire to be like others so much, Paul is saying that there is value and being the only, and being unique. You were the only church, and he says there was no other church that did this thing. And so I, I remember in 2017, February, we had a vision to um, drop Easter eggs out of a helicopter. Some of you uh, OGs are laughing because you remember. And so we had 8,000 eggs that we wanted to drop out of a helicopter, and so I started making the phone calls. Still building up leaders, so I was doing a lot of the groundwork, you know what I mean? Doing a lot of elbow work. They didn't know what to do. So I had to call, I had to email, I had to do it all. 
you know. And so I called, uh, I said, you know what, schools have football fields and baseball fields, and I'm sure we can fly a helicopter over these neighboring cities of D.C., and uh, no one would feel threatened by a strange helicopter flying over their house or a school. I'm from Florida. I don't know these are no-fly zones, red zones, and all this stuff. Hey, uh, blah, 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 high school, would you mind uh, hosting Highlight Church? We want to drop 8,000 Easter eggs uh, the weekend of Easter. And they said, uh, sir, no church or no organization has ever did anything like that ever before, and we highly doubt that you're going to be able to do it. Sorry, we can't accommodate you. Click. Okay. Call the next high school. Hey, can you do this? Same response. Click. Call the next school. Same response. Click. Hung up on me. And then they send an email chain across the entire county. If this church, Highlight Church, calls you to do an Easter egg drop, say no. I mean, it got to the superintendent. It got to the board. It it got all the way up. And so I said, ooh. The devil don't know me. He don't know me. He don't know me, child. I don't think y'all know me personally. I'm crazy. You tell me no, I'll... Anyway. So I said, okay. All right, that's cool. Maybe I was naive. Maybe we were a little stupid. I think God uses stupid, naive people. He uses all kinds of people. And so I said, all right, the school won't let us. Let's uh, call the parks. And uh, you know me. I I get you one-on-one. I sweet talk you. Hello, sir. How are you? Blah, blah, blah. Massage that thing. We we, we had a first-time guest this morning. Y'all was coming out of pre-huddle. I won't put her name out there because, like I said, we won't do that. We had a first-time guest this morning, showed up early, like first-time guests should do, and new superheroes. I'm on one this morning, child. I'm tripping. All right, save me. Help me. She showed up early. Y'all was getting out of pre-huddle late. I'm like, where are they at? And um, so I'm just talking to her. You don't leave her alone. You, hey, how are you doing? How did you find the church? You doing okay? Do you need anything? I'm not going to leave her until she stays there. So, you know, I get the parks on the phone. I massage them, talk nice to them. Before you know it, we find a small park, and there are houses all around. If there was ever a red zone, <laughs> Jesus, and they approved it. We got our yes. We're going to find a way. The church will always find a way. God will always find a way. Jesus will always find a way. And so we loaded that helicopter and. Over 600 people came to that egg drop. We went from a no church has ever done anything like that to being the first and the only church. Then in 2017, did it again, found a bigger park. And uh, 1,400 people came. It doubled. Then, then last year in 2000, uh, uh, the year, yeah, 2019, we didn't do it this year. Uh, Almost, it was over 2,000 people show up at the Ag Farm Park. And, and so it's just growing, and now the city is proud of it, and, and it's nothing to be afraid of. The church don't bite. We just want to serve people. We just want to help. And um, we got our yes. And then this year, uh, I, I thought we had a vision. It was called Highlight the City Week, and I thought we weren't going to do this until 2025. The vision is to 
partner with multiple partners throughout the city and to serve every day of the week multiple serving experiences. And I'm like, that's a 2025 thing. We need like 2,000 people at the church and la, 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 la. In August, we sat here in a, in a staff meeting, and PK brought it up. She says, it's COVID. This is the time to do it. I'm like, I mean, people, I'm like, no, nah, it's not the time. People are scared. COVID is out there. Ain't nobody going to come to the church and pack up food for people, and ain't no one going to go to these organizations. No one don't want to be close to anyone. And, and so the team finally convinced me. And, and, and we started it. And halfway through that week, we got on a, a FaceTime with um, city council and the mayor. And they were like, we didn't know y'all were doing all of this. No, no other churches ever did all of this in the city of Gaithersburg. A yes church is different in, in the best ways. It's, and then we're going to come back around with it in February and We'll come back around with it in August. But a yes church is different in the best ways. We've never wanted to be like any other church. We love local churches. We partner with other local churches. We pray with other local churches. We got mentors and, and connections in other local churches. But we never want to be like any other local church. Because when God calls us to do something stupid or crazy or, or something that just doesn't make sense, we want to be available to heaven. And we just want to say, heaven, here we are. Will you do this for us? Yes. We're available. So Paul says, you're the only church that the Holy Spirit could get in, into your hearts to support, to support me. And, and this is what we feel. Go ahead and write this down. We feel as though in order to go where others won't go, we have to do things that others won't do. In, in order to go where others won't go, you got to be willing to do things that others won't do. So, so in, a, in a climate of complaints, we want to we start leaning more towards appreciation. In, in a climate of passivity and laziness and just kind of slouching and, and hiding in, we want to lean and, and, and get more on the area of being active. And getting out there. I love that. Come on, ladies. Flourishing last night. Put your hands together for that. Men, you ought to clap too. You should have popped on a wig and been there. I was tempted. But, man, fire message. What was that point about not being in your PJs past day two? Cut them up. When people are leaning towards the bed and, and comfort and using every excuse in the book to, to not, whatever, just, you know, the, the church needs to get active. So, so, so a yes church is, is different in the best ways. Okay, number two, here it is. A yes church understands, here it is. This is my favorite point. I, I want to get this. The power of partnership. The power of partnership. I want to give you a little secret. Spiritually wealthy and physically wealthy people think in terms of partnership. I just want to dip that, dip that into you right now, okay? And so a partnership is this. Go ahead and write this down. When two or more parties give towards something, then share in its benefits. When two or more parties invest in something, then subsequently share 
in its benefits. I love it because when Christ died, the Bible says three days later he rose from the grave, stayed, stayed in the earth for 40 days, then ascended into heaven. Then he sent the gift of the Holy Spirit. This is why I don't understand how Christians become inactive. You have God in you, and, and, and God, is a, God is a moving spirit. And so when the church was born, Acts chapter 2, verse 44 says this. Here, here's, they had a culture of partnership. Watch this. And all the believers met together in one place and shared. Someone say shared. Everything they had. They sold their property and possessions, shared the money with those in need. Verse 46. They worshiped together. Someone say together. At the temple each day and met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. So it was a partnership. I'm putting my best foot forward. You're putting your best foot forward. I'm bringing words of encouragement. You're bringing words of encouragement. I'm bringing prayer. You're bringing prayer. I'm bringing my offering. You're bringing your offering. It's okay not to be okay. So even if you come sad, I'm ready to pour into you. I'm ready to lift you up. It it, it was a partnership. And so this is the way you got to see it. We partner with each other when we come to church. And you have to understand that when you, when you bring the tithe and when you bring your offering, we're giving for each other's benefit. That, that's, that, that was the early church's culture. That was the mentality. That was the mindset. So I want to propose this thought to you. And instead of this, instead of when I come to church asking yourself, what can I get? Don't, don't clap on this. I want you to hear, hear my heart. Asking, what can I get? Now, 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 based upon the church that was born when the Holy Spirit fell, the question now becomes, what can I bring? The question now becomes, how can I encourage? The question now becomes, how can I build? How can I invest? What, what can I give? A yes church thinks in terms of partnership. And, and when we bring what God has blessed us with, when we bring our time, our talents, and our treasures, we, we build an atmosphere of encouragement. Right. Yeah, we, we build an atmosphere of safety. We, we build an atmosphere of growth and, and strength and, and protection. And we build an atmosphere of spiritual welfare. That's why we bring and put our best foot forward in the church. I don't know when it happened or how it happened, but a long time ago, sometime when, then and there, church became all about me. But when it was born, it was all about thee. It was, it was, come on, now this is where you clap. Church was never about me. It was always about you. We were having breakfast um, with some phenomenal leaders on Friday morning. And um, a question was asked, and he asked such a great question. He said, Pastor, um, we love the church, and we're here, and we're in it for the long run, and you count us in. And he, said, he asked a question. He said, Pastor, how, how come you, how do you navigate pouring into people with all of your heart, and, and they just eventually uproot and, and leave? And I said, it's... It's the call of a leader. You 
in the church has to understand this, not just the pastor or the deacons or the board or the team leaders. Everyone in the church has to own this mentality that we're going we're gonna to invest full throttle. Whether people leave or, or go or, or come, we're, we're going to give full throttle because we think in terms of, of partnership. This is a, this, this is a partnership. And so um, Paul had needs as he traveled. Go ahead and write these things down. Paul, Paul had the needs of food. Paul needed drink. He needed clothes. He needed shelter. And so the church in Philippi said, we can't go with you. We can't go with you, but our resource can. But, but because, when, Paul, when you came, we were worshiping this demon and this idol. We, we, we were... We were addicted to this. We had self-harm ideation. We, we were in this unhealthy relationship. Our kid was in the darkness. Our, our teenager was lost, and our marriage was jacked up. Paul, when you came and you preached that good news, and we came to Christ, we got set free. We got forgiven. We got changed. We got blessed. We were healed. And so may we never forget what Jesus did through you when he sent you into that city, but we understand the call that's on your life. You can't stay here because you're not a pastor. You're an apostle. You got to keep moving. So because you have to keep moving, let us go ahead and cut the check. We can't go, but our resource can. So, so we, we, we think in terms of, of partnership, Paul. And Paul's impact on the church, Jesus Christ. History records that Paul's ministry can be uh, described by um, or characterized by the healing of the sick. Go ahead and read the book of Acts. The raising of the dead. God is still raising the dead. Changed lives. And history records that Paul potentially started over 20 churches throughout the Roman Empire, the largest empire that the world has ever known. And one of those churches, we believe, come on now, catch me. This is where you lean in. This is where, this is where next year is going to be a huge teaching year. So you got to wake up. You got to lean into this stuff. Come on, my baby talked about wake up, sleeper. Wake up, 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 wake up. Y'all, y'all up? Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Half of us wouldn't have been, been able to sit under Jesus' teachings. Because he, he taught like. Jesus sat down. He didn't scream. And, you know, he started a lot of his teachings. Those who have ears to hear, let them hear. He didn't jump. He didn't spit. He didn't Bruce Lee. He said, if you miss this this 20 minutes I got for you, you miss it. But if you got ears here, wake up. Wake up. I know it's cold outside. Wake up. I know it's been a tough year. Wake up. You going somewhere. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Ah, oh, don't patty cake. Jesus, wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Didn't move from Florida for y'all to stay asleep. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. So he started over 20 churches. And there's a church, Ephesus, that, that history records, watch me now, over 200,000 people were a part of the church of Ephesus. And so if that was only one church, wow, 
That means that Paul's influence was well over a million. Just one man's yes. The dead bodies that were raised. The sicknesses that were, the demons that were, come on, the the professions of faith to Christ. That's a million plus people in heaven. Less of them going to hell. One person that the church. That, 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 that said yes to Jesus, here it is, he said yes to Jesus, and, and he had a church that was backing him that said yes to him. And, and, and so as they supplied what he needed, he was able to continue to go on. And then 300 years after he died, Christianity had spread so much throughout the Roman Empire. That, that just, just, just by virtue of the fact that, that Jesus is real and, and the Holy Spirit was moving, it had become the, the, the predominant faith in Rome, and Constantine makes it the official faith of Rome. The largest empire ever. One man, one church. Too powerful. It's so powerful that here's the power and here's our heads. <laughs> we missing it. <laughs> Too powerful. One man. One church. Oh. I love the church. It, it it was in it was in the church where personally I made a 180 degree turn. I love the church. I love yes churches. It was in the church where I learned how to, how to be a man. It, it was in the church where I got set free from certain addictions and proclivities. It was in the church where I met my wife. It was in the church where I learned how to be a leader. It was in the church where I learned how to handle finances. It was in the church where I learned how to put God first. It was in the church where I learned the scripture. It was in the church where I found my purpose. It was in the church. It was in the church. It was in the church. It was a yes church. It was a yes church. I love the church of Jesus Christ. A yes church. Thank you, Lord, for for your church. Thank you for building your church. Thank you for a generous church, a selfless church, a yes church. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just loving this word. Oh, Lord, Jesus, this is a good word. It's a yes, church. Y'all do know that the church is, is the hope of the world. The church is God's plan A. It's God's plan A. It's why Satan is fighting so hard against the gathering. It really has little to do with anything else but the church, in all honesty. And there's never a mandate in Scripture that says that the church should disperse because there is some kind of something out there. No, you're not reading your Bible. <laughs> you're not. As a matter of fact, the church is the ecclesia. The, Bible, the, 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 the word church means called out ones who gather in the name of Jesus. And Jesus said, whoever, whoever if two or three would gather in my name and ask me, I'll do whatever in the midst. I'll do it. I'll do it. 
we, we gather, be it online or in person, we gather. We gather. I'm sorry, I don't want to, the Holy Spirit hit me. I'm trying to control it. He, he wants to go somewhere. Here it is. Now, I, I want you to go ahead and think this through. We serve a yes God whose yes is always greater than ours. And, and, and so this is where Paul is saying, like, I, it's not that I need anything from you. It's, it's I, I want you to get a reward. So you can look forward to this as you prepare for, for next weekend. Here it is, God's reward. God's reward. God's reward. He says, I, I don't want to receive anything from you, whether I want you to receive a reward. The Greek word he uses here is epididymi. Someone say epididymi. Epididymi. And so, so when, you, when you bring your offering, Paul is saying, when you bring that thing, as you sent that to me, I want you to get the epididymi. The word there means payback. I want you to be paid back for your faith and generosity. That lets us know something key here, Pastor Chow. But, but <laughs> that lets us know something key here. Here it is. It's that God takes record of your giving in heaven. He takes record, and he rewards it accordingly. Y'all remember that story where they were going into the temple giving their offering? And we know that Jesus is God in a bot. And what was, what was God in a bot doing as they were coming to the temple and giving their offering? He was sitting there watching the offering plate. <laughs> and, and then he said, okay. Okay. It's almost like you can't see it, but there's an angel taking account of what the Lord was seeing. And that's how you got to see it in heaven for next week. There's an angel like, he's like, okay. And then the widow brought her little two mites. And he said, she gave more than everyone. And let me tell you something. Those mites, let me, let me, (laughs) Jason, this is so crazy. Those mites were worth in today's uh, currency, 80 cents. They were worth 80 cents. God in a bot, looking at the offering plate, what he was doing, he was looking at her capacity. He said, a lot of y'all out here got way more and, and you, you, you stick on that 7%, on that 10. You walk that tightrope, and you make sure you don't slip off. If I slip, God ain't going to catch me. He said, she, she walked that tightrope. She just, it was all she had was 80 cents. And Jesus said, she's given more than all of you. Because Jesus would rather take a full small cup than a huge 7-Eleven gulp half full. Heaven is watching. And this isn't pressure giving. This isn't condemnation giving. This is uh, allow the Holy Spirit to, to... Do I value the kingdom? Do I value the church last week? Do I value the Lord? Am I going to step out on faith next Sunday? 
Jesus said this, give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full. Someone say return. Press down, shaken together to make room for more running over, poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine, someone say determine, the amount you get back. So, so, so I don't know what the reward is. I, I don't know what you, I don't know if you need peace. I don't know if you need joy. I don't know if you need a door to open. I don't know if you need a miracle. I just know that this week you need to be praying and asking the Holy Spirit, what are you calling me to give? As our church continues to reach for, and number two is God's provision. Provision. We were in the Ask for the Moon series um, last year. Is it last year? Last year in October is our vision series. And Pastor Kyra started to talk to the Lord about, what do you want me to ask for, Lord? Like, and the Holy Spirit put on her heart. He said, um, he said, stop asking me about your kids and all that. He said, the Lord said, ask for a permanent location for Highlight Church. This was last year. Watch God. Provision. Pro means before. Vision is what God sees. Okay. All right. He sees the need before the trouble arises. Here it is. Start praying for a building. So November 20th, we pull up here in this parking lot. We park, and the realtor lets us in. This place looked nothing like this. Praise God for a yes church. And so, and so we visited, and, and we it was cold, dusty. You couldn't sit nowhere. You might get some dust on you, you know. It's, went to the kids' hallways, spider webs. It was green and purple and yellow back there. This was, it was a wall right here. It was dusty chairs, and oh, my God, it was, it was crazy. And, and so right before we left, we stopped, and we got on our knees where that, where that wall is right there. We prayed. We prayed. And we went down and we prayed and Pastor Kyra cried. And we marked in that spot where her tears had fell, right at the bottom of that wall. And we didn't know it. But, but that prayer was the, the confirmation that God was going to open these doors. And so we went through Christmas and... We, we signed the lease in January 2020, went into our Mia Moore series, get excited about next February, got a series called Define the Relationship, how to approach and get the most out of every relationship in your life. I'll preach it right now. Anyway. Don't, don't test me. We got to go home. <laughs> got to go home. I'm single. All right, let's define that. I'm married. Let's define that. We're going to help you define your relationship with the church. We, uh, all right, here, here it is. Me and more, mid-February, public facilities are no longer open to churches. So we slid on over from Shady Grove Middle School and slid on over to Granary Row. And Highlight hasn't missed a beat since because of God's provision. Because we've always been a generous church. We've always been a yes church. We've always been a serving church. We've always given. 
We've always gone above and beyond. We've always said yes to Jesus. And God said, I got to see fit that this church moves forward. One out of every five churches will not make it to Easter. We've had churches call us and ask, are you guys, we've had stat, are you guys hiring? Can we use your facility? We've had to pray through some things and, and help other churches navigate those waters. And you ask, why us? Sounds like Paul, doesn't it? And the God who supplies all my needs, church, will will supply your needs. So I want to encourage you with this. Don't fight the flow. From the inception of Highlight, we've always given above and beyond. That's who we are. It's what we do. We we have a 10% giving thing. Every year I get annoyed when I look at the budget. In a good way, it's like, dang, we gave 14% this year. Oh, well. Don't fight the flow next Sunday. I want you to do three things. Yes, offering is next Sunday. I want you to do three things. I want you to pray, prepare, and participate. Don't fight the flow. Get into that stream. Remember the first time I went white water rafting, our, our, our guide told us, if this thing flips over, don't fight it. That's when you start breaking your, your foot and hitting your knees on rocks. Just flow with it. Maybe it's going to be your first time giving at Highlight Church. This is the season where a lot of people finally say, hey, I'm going to put God first in my finances. Even if you don't give an offering, start tithing. And the God who supplies your church's needs because you're covered by that church, I guarantee it, he'll supply your every need. Come on, let's put our hands together for the word of God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord. We just thank you, Lord. You're faithful. You're good. We thank you for the local church. Jesus, we thank you that 2,000 years later, you're still building your people. You're building relationships. You're changing lives. You're doing miracles. And God, one of the reasons that we give is because we want to see more lives changed. There is anyone in here who does not know Christ as your personal Savior. I just want to extend this invitation to you. I want to let you know that God loves you with an unfailing love. And the Bible says that Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. God has been running after you all of your life. I want to give you an opportunity to come to him today. I promise your life will be changed forever. And if that be you, just go ahead and pray this prayer with me and open your heart. Father God, I believe that Jesus is your son. I believe that he died and rose from the grave. Father, I ask that you would forgive me of all of my sin. I receive that forgiveness. I ask for the gift of your spirit in my heart, and I ask for the strength to honor you for the rest of my life. I won't get it perfect all the time, but I'll lean on you, and I trust in your faithfulness. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, church. Let's celebrate. Love you guys so much. Thank you.